Last week, Pastor Daniel did an incredible message about standing your ground, about how sometimes we have to make conscious decisions in our mind to say, I'm not going to change what I think because of circumstances around me. I'm not going to let pressure from people or politics or anything else make me have to change what I know is true. You see, we can all sit here and we can grab a Bible, we can grab the word of God and we can hold it up and we can honestly say that this is truth because we know that the word of God is truth. We know that as we read it, it's living and active and it will go into us. It will get inscribed on our heart. We know that as we can get in and read and study and meditate, Joshua Chapter 1, verse 8 says, meditate on the word of God. And we know that as we do that, it will transform us. So we could stand here and we could say that it is truth. And we could stand and we could say that I will stand no matter what. It doesn't matter what's going on on my left. It doesn't matter what's going on on my right. It doesn't matter what's going on in front of me or behind me. Because I know that the word of God is truth. And I know that Jesus Christ came to this earth. And I know that he went up on a cross not to pay for his own mistakes. But he went up on that cross to pay for my mistakes. So I can sit here and I could, as Pastor Daniel said, I could take a stake and put a stake stake in the ground and say, I am not moving from this place. I am making a decision to stand and fight. And I think that's an awesome thing. And sometimes, sometimes we get pressure from people to try to change. I remember when I came to know Christ, I came to know Christ at the age of 16 because of this ministry that you guys are sitting in right now. And I know that when I came to know Christ, my brothers and my sisters would look at me and kind of think, man, Tim, you're crazy. But I made a conscious decision to say, you want to know what? I'm not going to base my life on the foundation of other people's opinions that change day after day after day. But I'm going to base my life on the word of God, which is solid. So we could stand here and say, I'm going to put a stake in the ground. I'm going to put a stake in the ground. And I'm going to live for Christ no matter what. No matter what. Come on, someone. Come on. There you go. Come on. So uh, last year, I went to a Michigan State football game. Come on. Go green. All I'm going to say is go green. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure uh, right now I probably just lost about half of you. Some of you said I'm going with you to the end of the world, Pastor Tim. And some of you are like, I'm not listening to another word he said because he went to UN. Maybe I should hurt Michigan State University because you like it. Maybe I should say it was the Ohio State game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was the Ohio State game. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, it was bad. It was bad. But I remember going to the game, and it was so exciting. I remember sitting in the stands before the game, and there's so much excitement. There's so many Michigan State fans everywhere. It was pretty awesome, green and white, everywhere. And Michigan State did pretty good the first quarter. And they decided to stop playing after that. That's about all I could say. Uh, if you look at the score as the third quarter ended, it was 35-24. to 24. And I remember that before the game, there was so much energy and so much going on and everyone's cheering. But as soon as things started to get a little rough, 
U of M shirt. I know you wore that specifically for me today. As soon as things started to get a little rough, people started leaving. I mean, despite the nasty weather and all that stuff, before the game, there was so much excitement. But as, as Michigan State started to lose, people started to decide that they're going to turn and go away. There's a good name for people like this. It's called Fairweather Fans. See, Fairweather Fans are only fans when it's nice and comfortable and easy. But a true fan... A true fan, even in the face of adversity, even in the face of chaos and everything going wrong, a true fan will stand next to the team that he's a fan of. A true fan doesn't worry about people's opinions or the way things look. A true fan says, I'm going to stand next to this team no matter what. You see... Those fans were not faithful, and by the way, I decided that I would look in ESPN AP Top 25 poll from last year. Uh, I went looking for U of M. Couldn't find them on it. That's for you. That's for you, man. Hey, if you got your Bibles, flip them into Romans chapter 8, which I would encourage all of you to bring your Bible. Most of you could put it right on like an iPhone or an Android phone or something, Romans chapter 8. So flip your Bible to Romans chapter 8, get your phone out, go there. If you're taking notes, which you should be doing, the title of this message is, I will fight he, as in God, is faithful. If you have you version, I believe you can look it up right on you version, look up youth res life. So Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, Paul's writing, and this is what he says, this is super profound. He says, I am convinced... I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. I should just stop right there and just, we should think about that for a second. Paul's writing to the Romans and he says, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. And then he goes on to explain, he says, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears of today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. You know, when I read this, I think, man, he's speaking some pretty deep stuff, neither death or life. And then, and then he goes on, he says, no power in the sky above or on the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I think that's a pretty bold statement that Paul's saying right there. Let me highlight a little bit about what the Roman church would be experiencing. The Roman church probably would have been experiencing a lot of persecution right now. They probably would have had a lot of stuff going wrong inside because people from the outside, politics, whatever it is, are going to be looking at them and trying to take them out. Let me remind you who Paul was. Paul was a Pharisee, and he specifically was traveling throughout the area around there to literally throw Christians in jail and or kill them. So this is the world that he's in. So Paul's writing to the church in Rome, and he says nothing can separate us from the love of God. That's a bold statement. You see, Paul is fully convinced. If you're taking notes, point number one is fully convinced. 
Paul is fully convinced, and I was thinking about this, and I was like, well, if he's fully convinced, how did he get fully convinced? I figured there's two ways to become fully convinced about something. Two ways. The first way would be pleading ignorance, meaning you don't know what it's about. You're naive. And the second way would be history. You see, maybe Paul just doesn't have any ideas, so he just says, hey, this sounds good. To say that nothing could separate me from Christ's love? It sounds good, so I'm just going to write it. And Paul could have written it like that. But the thing is, is we can look through the Bible and we could see some of the things that Paul experienced. And let me tell you, Paul wasn't speaking out of ignorance. No, he was speaking out of experience. You see, in his own life, he's experienced this. If you look in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, starting in verse 23, you can read about how Paul was beaten, how he was whipped, how he was shipwrecked several times times he was on ships that sank he was thrown in prison he's writing letters from prison you see you name it and he went through it he's been beaten several times he's been beaten bitten by a snake he was stoned to death dragged out of a city because the people thought he was dead and left there this isn't a guy that's been sitting in a, you know like a nice little house writing nice little letters to Christians. No, this is a man that's been through it all, writing letters to people that are going through it all. And he stands up in his letter and makes a statement like, I am fully convinced that nothing can separate me from God's love. He's speaking out of experience. He's seen what God can do in his own life. It's funny, as he was bitten by a snake, the people around him looked at him and said, oh, he's going to die, just let him go. And nothing happens. Because Paul's fully convinced that nothing can separate him from the love of God. You see, Paul finds himself in battle after battle after battle. And a lot of times what we want to do is we want to look on the outside. We want to look and say, what can I get around me that will help me get through this battle? So we might look for a weapon, you know, a sword, a javelin, a baseball bat. I don't know. We start to look for things, right? We start to try to gather tools or people around us to help us fight when we're in a fight. It's kind of like this. If you were in a fight... Who would you rather have around you? The Hulk? Would you rather have the Hulk? That's my son. He, we, had a, we had a birthday party, gave him a piece of cake. This is what happened. I saw the picture and I thought of Hulk turns green when he gets angry and says, you won't like me when I'm angry. He's turning green. Anyways, uh, how about this? Would you rather have the Hulk... Get in line. Save it. Loki's gonna keep this fight focused on us, and that's what we need. Without him, these things could run wild. We got Stark up top. He's gonna need us to. So, this all seems horrible. I've seen worse. Sorry. No, we could use a little worse. Stark, we got him. Banner? Just like you said. And tell him to suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I, 
I don't see how that's a party. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Cat. I'm always angry. Steve Urkel. What's going on? It's my cousin Steve. He's in town for the big science fair, and he won't quit bugging us. Julie and I are trying to write an article for the school paper, but her cousin is kind of a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Pain in the butt. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> That's him. Dad, you never saw us. And if he asks where we are, we were never here and we're never coming back. Got it. How annoying could one kid be? Honey, I'm home! Steve Urkel at your service. Hi, Steve. Listen, Steve, uh, DJ and Julie were never here and they're never coming back. Never? Well, that's okay, I'll wait. Steve, <laughs> you have a spare accordion, we can get him. So would you rather have the Hulk hey, or would you rather have Steve Urkel? See, here's the thing. I don't want either of them. I don't want either of them because we may tend to look on the outside and think the Hulk is big and strong. But let me tell you what, he's not faithful. He's not faithful. In a moment, he can turn on you and attack you. For those of you who have seen the movies, you've seen it. He can't control himself. He's not faithful. But let me tell you what, God is faithful as Paul was walking through all of these experiences day after day, he's bound in chains. It's midnight. He's been beaten up. And he can still begin to worship God and say something like the word of God cannot be chained. I mean, think about that. Paul's writing saying, I'm in chains, but the word of God and the message cannot be chained. I don't want the Hulk on my side. I don't want Steve Urkel on my side. I want Jesus Christ on my side. If you guys have your Bibles, flip open to Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy 31. Several years ago, 
And several years ago, I heard a poem. It was a very interesting poem. It's by Mary Stevenson, and it's called Footsteps in the Sand. This poem is really interesting. It says, one night I dreamed I was walking along the beach with the Lord. Many scenes of my life flashed across the sky. In each scene, I noticed footprints in the sand. Sometimes there was two sets of footprints. Other times there was one set of footprints. This bothered me because I noticed the low periods in my life when I was suffering anguish, sorrow, or defeat, I could only see one set of footprints. So I said to the Lord, you promised me that if I followed you, you would, you would walk with me always. But I have noticed that during the most trying periods of my life, there have only been one set of footprints in the sand. When I needed you most, you have not been there with me. And then God replies. And it says, the times when you have seen only one set of footprints, I carried you. See, there's going to be high moments in our life. And there's going to be low moments in our life. Matthew chapter 7 doesn't say if the storm comes. It says when the storm comes. And this is what God's saying to you. He's saying, I am faithful. He's saying, you can be fully convinced. Deuteronomy 31.6 says this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. And then listen to this. He says, he will never leave you nor forsake you. See, you are not abandoned. I looked up this, this definition of abandon, that word leave, in the dictionary. And the word is rafa, and it literally means relax. You see, God is telling you, not only will he never leave you or forsake you, but he won't even relax in his relationship with you. He's going to keep putting in energy. He's going to keep going forth. He's going to keep pursuing, the, pursuing you, even though you may stop or turn around or run the other direction as fast as you can. God is right there, and all you have to do is stop and say, God, I turn around, I repent, I come back to you, I draw near to you. I choose to seek you first. You see, God's not going to abandon you because God is faithful. God's not going to leave you because he is faithful. God's not going to turn his eyes away from you because he is faithful. God's not going to stop pursuing you because he's faithful and he desires you in relationship passionately, not like I'm going to not like he's going to sit on the side and just wait around for you to come back. No, he's right there behind you saying, "If you would just stop and turn around, if you would just hold on for a second and come and draw near to me." God says, "I I will draw near to you. So some of us, some of us have not been putting energy into our relationship with God. Some of us have been stopping and stepping away a little bit. Some of us have been turning our backs on God. Some of us have been running away from God. And we all find ourselves here in this room tonight. And you have a choice. 
Because let me tell you, I'm fully convinced that my God will never leave me or forsake me. And I know that God will not abandon me. The question is, do you know that? I've seen it in my life. I can speak out of history. There are times in my life where I've stopped pursuing God with passion and my relationship with him has seemed dreary or dead or stagnant. But as soon as I stop and turn and go towards him, God is faithful. Do you know it? Have you seen it? In Luke chapter 12, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And he says, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father. But if you deny me before men, he says, I will deny you before my father. It takes us being bold. It takes us having confidence to stand in him. Can you guys bow your heads and close your eyes? I wanna take about a minute and I want you to sit there patiently in the presence of God and I want you to examine your relationship with him. And I want you to ask yourself, am I pursuing God with everything that I have? Am I pursuing the kingdom of God? Or have I begun to relax in my side of the relationship? Romans chapter eight, Paul says, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears of today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You see, today, as you walk out those doors, I want you to be able to stand and say that I am fully convinced that I have received God's love that is available to me through Jesus Christ. And you have to make a choice. Romans 10 says that you have to choose to receive it. If you believe it in your heart, Confess it with your mouth and you will be saved. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around, because I want you to be able to examine your life. And when I count to three, if you'd say today, I need to get right with God. I have not been walking with him. I've been going my own way. I've been doing my own thing. I've been trying it on my own. If you'd say today, I want to turn back to him. Maybe you've done it before or you've never done it. Whatever situation you're in, when I count to three, I just want you to raise your hand if that's you. So if you're sitting in here and that's you, when I count to three, put your hand up. One, two, three, raise up your hands right now. There's hands going up, hands going up, hands up. Yep, hands going up. 
Hands going up. This is what I want to do. The Bible says that you have to confess it with your mouth. You've told me you believe it in your heart. Now you got to confess it with your mouth. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to confess it with your mouth. Not with a, a perfect special prayer. There's nothing special about the prayer except the fact that you're doing it. So whether you raised your hand or you didn't raise your hand, repeat after me and say, Jesus, today I choose to put a stake in the ground to be determined to follow you at all costs, I'm fully convinced that nothing can separate me from your love. I know that you are faithful. In Jesus Christ, I receive the forgiveness that is available in you through what you did on the cross. Pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.